like I did last night watching football. I had to turn it in about 1 o'clock. So y'all pray for me. My team lost, and, I, and it's, I'm kind of in mourning this morning. So anyways, so li- listen, I recently uh, read a story about a Roman emperor who wanted to discover what the original language was for humanity. This emperor thought that surely, uh, you know, it had to be the Hebrew language. If it wasn't the Hebrew language, maybe it was the Greek language. And if it wasn't the Greek language, then surely it had to be Latin. So anyways, in his desire to see what the original language was, he decided to do an experiment. And in this experiment, basically, he chose uh, a handful of infants. He chose a handful of babies. And then he went and he chose uh, basically a group of nurses that would basically care for the babies. And uh, But here was the catch in the experiment. Uh, basically, it was this, that the nurses were not allowed to speak to the babies. They weren't allowed to... Uh, to basically use any verbal uh, words with the children. And and they, uh, at the same time, even if all the nurses were in the room, they couldn't speak to one another in the presence of the children. Because the, the thought behind the experiment, what the emperor was going for, was simply this, that if, if these kids never hear a single word, that when they come to age uh, to be able to speak, that they will begin to speak to each other in the original uh, human language or the original humanities language, however you will say it. Right? It's good in theory. But here's the problem. That, that uh, experiment tragically ended because after a few months, every one of those babies passed away. So in this, in this emperor's uh, goal to find out or, or you know, uh, whatever course that he was trying to find out the original language, uh, obviously it failed miserably. But, but what he did find out was this, is he found out that people cannot survive without relationships. That people cannot survive without relationships. And I personally believe that the word tells us that in Genesis 2.18. It says this. It says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Somebody say alone. Now, before you throw rocks at me, I realize that that's talking in context about a man and a woman and the marriage. Okay? But I think the implications actually go much further than that. Plain and simple. And we all know it. If you're married or unmarried, you were created for relationships. Amen? Yes? Because truth is, you can still be married and be lonely, right? So here it is. It's a biblical fact that God is a relational God. And because you and I are created in his image, according to Genesis 1.26, that we were also wired to be relational. Not only with God, but also with one another. And let me show you a real fast verse here, and we'll dive in. But it says this in First uh, John chapter 1, verses 3-4. through 4. So we're talking about here that we were created to be relational, uh, not only with God, but also with people. Look what the Apostle John says here in verse 3. It says, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. What is he talking about? He's talking about God in the flesh. He's talking about Jesus, the manifested one who came and lived among them, right? It says in uh, John chapter uh, 1, verse 14, it says that he became flesh and dwelt among us. So he's talking about the experience that they had with him for three and a half years. And then he says this to him. He says, Basically, we declare this to you that you also may have fellowship. That word is koinonia, or you may have community with us. There's a relationship with one another. And it says, and truly our fellowship, our koinonia, would say our communion is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And I love this last part right here. This is really key for us. It says, and these things we write to you that your joy may be full. I'm convinced unless we have a proper relationship here with God and with people, our joy is not going to be full. Amen. Because we were wired that we couldn't survive without relationships. So if you and I, in fact, let's just uh, help you out this morning. If you believe that that is true, wave your hand at me. 
Let me take you to my church. Say, well. No, I'm just kidding. I tried to take you all to North Carolina. Y'all didn't know what to do. All right, here we go. So, listen, if we believe that is true, that God wants to have a relationship with him and also with other people, then I think it would behoove us to begin to ask, what kind of relationship does God want me to have with other people? Now, think about it. What's the, 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 the quality of relationship that he wants us to have? Let me give you real fast 29 things from the Bible, okay, from the New Testament of just simple things that it says. And, and I'm going to get tired of saying some of this, and you're going to get tired of hearing it, but you'll get the point, all right? So the Bible tells this. It tells us to love one another. So we're talking about the quality of relationship. This way it's supposed to be. To love one another. To encourage one another. To live in harmony with one another. To instruct and serve one another. To esteem others better than yourself. To be patient with others. We don't always like that one, do we? Forgive each other. Admonish each other. To confess our sins to each other. To be hospitable. To not grumble. Not to gossip, not to slander one another. And then it says this awesome thing, to wash one another's feet. That's where you hope they wash their feet before you get there, right? All right. So anyway, so then rejoice with one another. And then it tells us to mourn with one another, to be at peace with one another, to be devoted with one another or to one another, to accept one another, to be concerned with one another, to carry each other's burden. Are you guys getting the point? To, to look to the interests of others, to be kind and compassionate, to submit to one another, to spur one another on towards love and good works, to pray for one another, to be humble, to not to lie, to not be conceited or provoking or envying of one another. Listen, I, I don't know about you. I know that's a lot, but I don't know about you. But when I read those scriptures, I'm convinced that God doesn't want my life or your life to be full of just uh, casual, superficial, surface-level relationships. Does anybody hear me today? Listen, I, I don't think that God ever designed for us to be just another familiar face of the crowd, that a few people know our name, maybe they know what we do for a living, and we get the occasional greeting. Are you all hearing me? Listen, I personally believe that our Father wants us to have, and get these words, please, life-giving, authentic, intentional, committed, and rewarding relationships. Real fast, to take, just to take a survey of your relationships that you have, are they life-giving, are they authentic, are they intentional, are they committed, are they rewarding relationships? I believe that He wants us to be surrounded by people that knows our hearts, they know our passions, they know our dreams, they even know our likes and our dislikes. Is anybody with me today? Listen, in other words, I think this, that God wants us, he wants our lives not to be full of acquaintances, but he wants us to live life with a family that his son died for. You all hear me? I think this, that as members of the family of God, we should never wonder if we belong. I don't think we should ever wonder about if we're accepted, if we have value, uh, or if anyone cares. Those, those are thoughts that we should never think in a house like this. Amen. Listen, it is the will of God that you and I are confident, get that word, confident, that we are known, loved, cared for, and accepted by God and His family. A lot of us kind of know that here, but we don't really know it here. But God wants us to be confident in that. See, it is that kind of relational depth that I believe that captures and defines the very core, the very heart of biblical community. And uh, with all my heart, I believe God wants to move every one of us um, you know, maybe some of you guys already live like that. Maybe some of you don't. But he wants to move us from these superficial relationships to God-rewarding ones. He, that is his will to help us to go there. In fact, I personally believe that you and I were invited to live from that position, a biblical community. It's part of what we get when 
Jesus died, right? See, when, when I begin to personally see the, uh, a clearer picture of the way God desired for us to live in community, I begin to understand, understand why there was such a longing in my own heart uh, not to just have relationships, but to have meaningful relationships. Are you following me? Is anybody there with me? That literally you sit there at night and you go, man, I just wish I had this kind of relationship. And then, you, you know, here's the bottom line. I can't tell you how many people I've talked with over the years that have been disappointed in life because they don't have that. And the reason that they're disappointed is not because there's something wrong with them. It's because they're wired by God to have that. So, listen, if, if you and I, and I'm not going to be really long this morning at all, but if you and I... Uh, are going to be a part of a church that encourages or fosters or develops uh, a community that's full of meaningful relationships, uh, then we need to know that it's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen by chance. It's not going to happen by coincidence. In other words, it, we can't come in here and wish and hope that it will happen. It's just going to happen. Are you all with me? Yes? No? Amen. All right. So let me ask you this, and uh, use a quick example maybe to help you understand. Um, there's a lot of builders that are in the room and uh, people who work in that arena. Do, do you guys think that, um, you know, a building just kind of gets built on accident? Just by chance, it gets, it gets built. Come on, talk to me. She just shook her head yes. Yes, li- listen, listen, let me give you a real quick analogy, okay? Um, let's say that, that Jen and I... We, uh, we go get with Abby, right? Abby sells real estate. And we say, Abby, we, we want to buy some land, okay? And she takes around, around town, and we decide, okay, that's the lot we want. Uh, you know, put it all for, we get it, we get, uh, the lot, the piece of land that we want. And then I, then I go get with Mr. Bill, and, and I say, Mr. Bill, I need you to design me a house, okay? Here's kind of the thoughts I have he designed. And he spends hours, and he's drawing it up. And, and it's just this beautiful house. And then I go, and I get with Carmel, and we go uh, to the lumber yard, and I get a bunch of lumber. And then we go get some concrete and all that stuff that we need. And, and then, I, then I call up old Mr. Jim over there, and I say, hey, can you help me get some electrical and some plumbing and some roofing supplies? And then I get with Roger here, or Roger, and, uh, and I say, hey, can... Uh, can you help me get some heating and air unit? So after I do all of that work, all of us get together and we go to that plot of land that we bought and we just lay it all out there on the ground. And then we just look at it. Let's go. How many of you guys think we would be, uh, listen, I like said, it's all there, but we would be crazy to think that something's just going to happen without any human effort. Are you all with me? Yes? No? Here's what I've seen. Over the years, that there's so many Christians that go to church every week, every week, and they expect without any human effort on their part that they are going to be, uh, that they're going to have the ability to live in a biblical community. Am I making sense to you guys? Yes, no? L- listen, that they, that they literally think that if they just walk in the doors, that it's just going to kind of happen. And so we come and we give that casual greeting. Hey, Ben, good to see you today. And we stay superficial, we stay surface level because that's safe, right? And we walk away. Now watch this. God has provided all the uh, ingredients, He's, uh, you know, all the things that are needed to build community. But unless we begin to do something with human effort, it's not going to happen. It, it, it's kind of like, like this. Once again, I've been doing this for about 18 years. And I can't tell you how many people that walk in the door with those false expectations and they continue to leave the church, uh, you know, basically uh, empty and disappointed. It's maybe the best way to put it. Anybody ever met somebody like that? Just don't point at your neighbor, okay? 
but they literally leave disappointed. And, and, and here's what's crazy. Um, you, you know, obviously we worked at a really big church in North Carolina. There was plenty of people to have a relationship with. But I cannot tell you how many people that we saw leave that church because they said, I just, I just, I just can't get to know anybody. Now, the Bible's really simple. If you need a friend, what do you do? You be a friend. You go find them. You, in other words, you do your part. And uh, so even, even in this sense, kind of give you guys a, an idea behind this. Um, you know, statistics say that if someone comes to a church and then if in six months they don't find six to seven meaningful relationships, meaningful, keyword relationships, then they'll go somewhere else. Really? That's crazy, huh? So going back to what we talked about, I believe it was last week, talking about the, the net, that's the part where we go with very much human effort and we begin to create that net so it makes it really hard for people to leave. Why? Because they, listen, people can come to a church and not necessarily agree with everything, right? They lift their hands. I don't know how I feel about that. They have a band. I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. But they'll say this when they walk out the door, I know I'm loved there. And if they know that they're loved, if they know they're cared for, if they know they're accepted, then guess what? They will come back. Amen? So if really all I'm saying is this, that if we're going to have that culture here, then I'm just really asking as your pastor uh, that you'd be willing to give much human effort in that side because that's where we're going. You, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of this idea. We, we've said it. We've said it again this morning. It's been prophesied. It's been, you know, all these things that God wants to do in this region. But guess what? Until we act like the family of God and do all those one another's that we read earlier, guess what? That really can't happen. Are y'all, y'all hear me? All right, so if we're going to live community, if we're going to do life together, uh, there's four essential things. I'm being super fast today. There's going to be four essential things that you and I are going to have to uh, not only take personal responsibility for, but we're going to also have to give it away. And it's these four things. Number one is this. All these are super simple, and you're very capable of it. The first one is this. It's love. One of my own personal prayers is this. Is God, will you help me? Will you help me love people well? We help me love people well. You know, you know, I came from a background where, where love wasn't exactly the number one thing given in the family. You know, the, in other words, I came from a family that the first thing offered was really uh, uh, how disappointed they were, and there was a bunch of cuss words littered in there with it. You know, so when I got saved, in fact, uh, where's Noah? Noah, come here. I remember, I remember, sorry, just chit-chatting here. I want to share something with you. I remember when I first got saved and I went to church. There was a guy named Mark Sims. He was the associate pastor of the church I worked at. Um, he, he came up to me one day in his office. And this is the guy that I submitted to. And I was in discipleship ministry that he ran. And uh, one day I came into his office and it was, it was uh, me and him and his wife, Peggy, was sitting there. And if you can, just go stiff as a board. So he grabs me like this. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. So grab me like that. Right? So, so, listen, if a guy like me that came from a world like that, in fact, I remember, and, and you'll meet her in a few weeks, so don't, she's got saved since and all that. My mom wasn't saved at the time. But I remember when she dropped me off to that school, she said, you'll be calling me in two weeks to ask me to come get him. So when you live in that kind of, ugh, where nobody believes in, there's no love. And I, I remember, literally, my mom will tell you now, she even told my wife, I grew up in a household, they said, you know what, my, my mom told, 
uh, sitting in our house in North Carolina last Christmas, and she looked at Jen. She said, I never told my children I loved them. So when I came to, obviously she does now, but when I, when I came to Christianity, all that love thing was all ooey and gooey, and I just thought it was weird and weak. Can I be honest with you? Because I thought if you cry, you know, something's wrong with you. Y'all, y'all follow me? Some of y'all have been there, Right? Right? Yes? Some of y'all have parents like that. So, so listen, but there's something about when you realize that the Bible says that, that the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart. That literally that the love of God has came at points and encounters with Him. That's why one of the reasons worship is so important, prayer is so important, the Word is so important. Because I've had moments in all three of those where God just melted my heart and He walked through the walls in my life. Amen? And slowly over time, he began to mold and break me down, not in a bad way, but in a good way, to first let me know that, that I loved him. In fact, I'll be really honest with you. When Jen and I got married, I had no clue how to love her. I grew up with four brothers. We fought. You know? And so, you know, something happens, we're going to fight. Not physically, but I'm going to let you know, you know? And me with her, not my other brothers. We hit each other. So, um, it doesn't go well when you're the smallest either, by the way. Here's the thing, though, is the bottom line is this, is it doesn't matter where you've been today. Uh, man, listen, God can help you love people. Plain and simple, okay? Let me share a few scriptures with you and get back on script here. So here's, here's the standard that we have. So once again, we're talking about that we need to love people well. And I want you to remember this is inside and outside of these four walls. In John 13, 34, 35, most of you know it. It says this. It says, a new commandment I give you. It says that you love one another, watch the standard, as I have loved you. Isn't that something? Because, see, there, there's something that's so, so human nature that we want to love people if they love us. And that's not the way God loves. You, you know, there, there's something, you know, we all know, we all know the different phileo, areos, and agape. But think about agape that just impresses me so much is, is it's that unconditional love. That he puts no conditions on it. So when we're talking about being the family of God, we're talking about not putting conditions on it. That's how you love people like God loves people. That you don't say, you know what, if you do these things, if you somehow um, perform well enough, then I'll love you. God doesn't operate like that. Are we glad? Just a reminder for all of us, the Bible said what in, in Romans, it said, while we were yet sinners, what happened? That he demonstrated his love for this, and while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us. Amen. So it had nothing to do with what we brought to the table. It had everything to do with who he was and, and what he brought to the table. I'm glad. How about you? So then it says this. It says, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Powerful verse, Right? That they will all will know that you are my disciples. Check this out in First Thessalonians 4.9. This is pretty encouraging. It says, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. That's powerful. Are you all with me this morning? That you yourself are taught by God to love one another. Let me tell you how we're taught by God. Have you ever said something to somebody and you knew it was wrong and you felt that in your gut? That was a teaching moment. That was a teaching moment. And, and it's like, and there's, there's also times, and, and Jacob and I were joking yesterday, talking about how, oh, I absolutely love you. I, I, you know, in my heart, I just don't always show you. But there's things inside of us, if we really pay attention, listen to the Holy Ghost, there's, he's teaching us how to love 
people. He is literally, if you, if you stop and pay attention in a conversation, little things will pop up as indicators, and God is showing you how to love that person. He's showing you the people, literally, listen to what they say, and he'll go, give mercy there, give grace there, be kind there. He's telling you how to love people. Amen? Don't you wish we always pay attention to that? Amen. So here's really the challenge where the rubber meets the road for me in this. So here we go, the standard. I know the truth. God tells me to love people like he loves them. And I know that he's taught, he's taught me how to love. And then I get down to this verse that, that is so amazing, First John 3.18. I'm going to read it to you in New Living Translation. It says this. It says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. That's a punch in the mouth, isn't it? Let us not say it. But let us show that truth in our actions. Amen? Are you all with me? It's this. It is, let me say this to you. It is easy to tell somebody with your words you love them. It's easy. It's another thing to show them. And that's what he's asking of us is, is even this. To go all the way back to that first verse that we read. To love people like he loved us. He showed us that he loved us. Right? You, you know, that, that's the thing that sets Christianity apart from all these other religions out there. Okay? Other than that, this one's real. Okay? The bottom line is, is they have some God somewhere that's expecting all these things, and he's never done a thing for them. But our God loved us so much that he came, stripped himself of his divinity, of his divine rights, and put on human flesh, humbled himself, and came and lived on this earth and died for us. Why? Because he wanted a relationship with us. Can't get any better than that. Amen? And he's asking this, uh, you know, even the verses come to my mind. It says basically uh, that a friend would do what? Lay down his life for another. In essence, there's going to be times, I promise you, when it comes to loving people, it becomes very inconvenient. There's a lot of inconveniences in loving people. uh, But that's the part where we lay down our life for them, our life. We set it to the side so we can love them. That's what he's asking of us this morning. And so here's what kind of happens as... As we build our community by loving others with God's love and loving them well, is literally, this is the thought that I've had probably in the last year, that Jesus still walks through walls. So if you can get in your mind today that there's people in here, no doubt, we've talked to you today, you have walls up from past hurts, past experiences, and rightfully so, I get it, okay? We, we've all had those, those tough spots in life. We all have those, those uh, parts. Like I was talking to Carmel the other day that, um, you know, if you have a wound and uh, somebody comes to you and it doesn't matter how much they love you, how much they care for you, if they touch that wound, you're going to say, ouch. We all have those spots in our lives, right? So here's the thing, though, is is just as Jesus 2,000 years ago, if people come here and they got these walls in here and even as people come from the community, if we just love them and love them well, Jesus is going to walk through all those walls. In fact, I remember when I first got saved, please get this, um, there was a ministry that I, that I just thought was amazing. And what, what struck me about them being so awesome, it was a, a church in uh, Rockford, Illinois, what wasn't the fact that they were good preachers or they could do uh, good ministry. What, what impressed me about them is that they love people well. And I remember a guy named Jeremy DeWert who now pastors that church. He, he said this. He said that we, we intentionally build a bridge from our heart to their heart so Jesus can walk across. So, so when, you're, when you're in town, when you're at church, just imagine. Look, you guys are, a lot of you guys are builders here. In this relationship, I am building a bridge. That's why yesterday I went to Main Sport. By the way, the best store in town. Okay? 
So I, as I went to Maine Sport, uh, Jake and I, and uh, you know, because we we like to go in there and look at all the things that our wives won't let us buy, and uh, so. Anyways, so we, you know, so we go in there and we just kind of stare. There's a young guy in there. His name's Max, and and I met him the first week I was here. And uh, and every time I go in there, you know, I said, "Hey, Max," and he, "Hey, Quentin." In fact, he remembered my name before I remembered his. And y'all know that's really rare, right? So, so anyway, so I was talking to this guy, and yesterday, I don't know, we probably spent an hour just talking with him. And in my mind, we're building a bridge. We're building a bridge. We're building a bridge. And and you know, it doesn't mean that as soon as you talk to him, you go, "Are you saved, sanctified in the Holy Ghost?" You washed in the blood. <laughs> you know, it, bottom line, man, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to love you well. And it just kind of came with the conversation. And, uh, you know, told him, hey, this is where a pastor. Hey, just come by sometime. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll show you around because he wanted to know what it looked like inside. Building that bridge. Building that bridge. I told him I was a pastor. He didn't bat an eye. He kept moving. I don't know what he believes, right? But I know what he can believe. Amen. So, all right, so let me show you this last verse, and we'll move to the second one. Hopefully I'm not boring you guys. Colossians 2.2 2 says this. It says, that their hearts may be encouraged. The last part's the part I want you to see. It says, oh, there you go. Mine's different than that. Uh, but basically this, being knit together in love. That's really what we're That is a great example of the biblical community where our hearts are knit together in love. They're so interwoven. Amen? Amen? I'm going to let you off the hook. Come on, work with me. Second thing is this. Number one was love. Number two is this. It's honor. It's honor. It's honor. It's honor. This is where we value people. Where we value people. Where we value people. The Bible tells us this in Romans 12.10. It says, Be kindly affection to one another with brotherly love, and honor giving preference or giving favor to one another. Now watch this. Every one of us have met people that are not honorable. Yes? Every one of us have met people that, that are in the kingdom and not in the kingdom that you really don't want to honor. You don't want to give them an ounce of favor because they're just jerks, right? But the bottom line is this, is we honor those people not because they're honorable, but because we're honorable. Are you hearing me? That we honor those kinds of people that you think they don't deserve your honor. We honor them not because they're honorable or they're worthy of it, but we do it because we're honorable. Are you hearing me? In fact, the Bible says this. It says in, uh, in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are the workmanship of Christ, created for good works. That good works in the Greek language actually means honorable works. So we were created to give honor to people. Amen? See, the, where we get hung up a lot of times is we get so caught up in the dirt in people's lives, we forget to look through the eyes of Jesus and find the gold that's there. But the bottom line, in every person that walks through these doors, there's gold there that's been created by God. Every person, even this, here's the mindset I've had to, I've had to embrace in the last six months. Because you meet somebody that's out in the world and they're doing their thing. And you have to look and you have to stop and you go, they too were created in the image of God. They too have a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 is still for that person too. God has a plan for them. So how can I help them find that out? Right? And it's not going to start by me just rebuking them and slamming them. It's going to be by me honoring them and loving on them. Hopefully, once again, Jesus will walk through that door so we can do what? So we can give them truth and they can find out the destiny that they were born for. Amen? Amen. So we obviously go and once again, we build our community as we demonstrate to others by our actions that they are valuable to God and to us. Um, third one. We're going to move. Third one. So love, honor. Third one is, may seem really weird to you, but it's honesty. 
Now, now, I've kind of wrestled with this one, to be honest with you, okay? Because the culture here is so different than what I'm used to, okay? So I'm going to say something that may seem really, really tough, but, but I have found out that church people are some of the biggest fakes in the world. They are. And I don't mean that, listen, I don't mean that in a mean spirit in any way. But, 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 but some church people are so fake. And, and the Bible says this in Leviticus 19.11. You may think this is a really odd verse for this. But it says this, do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. Folks, when we, when we are fake, we are lying to Christians. We are lying to other believers. We are deceiving them. Amen? Yes? And, and, and listen, I know a lot of times why we're fake comes from, comes from our hurt. Because we, we feel like we have to put a face on. If we don't put a face on, we're going to get rejected. But listen, there's got to be a day in the church where we can be willing to just be real in who we are and know that we're going to get accepted anyways. Are you with me? Not that we accept the sin in someone's life, but we accept the gold that's in them, and then we can help them get to where they need to be. Are, are you all following me? So, so anyway, so it goes two sides here, okay? Um, you and I need to open up to who we really are. And obviously, that, that let me give in caution, that open up is really in wisdom, okay? But the bottom line is, is we just don't need to put on a mask when we come to church. It, let, let me give it to you this way. How many people came to church on Sunday, not here, not, here, not you, but, you know, around the nation, all right? Where they, where they get to their house and they're hollering and screaming at their kids. They're cussing and they're telling them to get in the beeping car. And everybody gets in the car and they holler and fight and the husband and wife are fighting. And then they open the church door and the greeter's at the door. How are you doing today? Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> what a phony, man. You know, today hadn't really been that great, dude. I need prayer. Can we do it now? You know? Is anybody with me? All right, watch this. Let's be honest. How many of you guys have done that before? Not the cussing part, but I've done the other part. <laughs> I have definitely came to church before, and Jen and I were in an argument, because that's how the enemy works, right? He's going to jack you up so you can't come and you can't worship. So I'm telling you, it's like in those moments when i got to go preach or when, or when we're going to church, that's normally when it happens. If we'd be mindful of that, just kind of reel it back in and know who's behind it, we'd be in a better off spot. Amen? So listen, so when you come to church... Be real. And the reason this is so important is because people need the real you. They don't need an imitation of somebody else. They need you. They need who who God has made you because you have something to offer them. You have gold in you that that they need to see. Amen? So, listen, as we we build this community, as we give others, watch this, uh, the freedom also to be who God created them to be. And, and it's kind of like this, and hopefully that makes sense. But, but as we love and as we honor people, as we're honest about ourselves, guess what? We are giving people permission to be honest about themselves. Are, am I making any sense? People need this. The fourth one is this, and, and the bottom line, the fourth one can't happen unless we have the other three in place. Remember, once again, it's love. Somebody say love. love. Say honor. honor. And honesty. So the fourth one is this, and this is huge, but it's what people long for. It's called trust. Trust. You, you know, it, it's so funny. I, I was, when I was doing research, I couldn't find anything in the Bible where people were saying it's okay to trust people. That's sad. That if I can't trust another Christian brother or Christian sister, we have an issue. Amen? Yes? But, but unfortunately, that's, that's the case a lot of times. In fact, let me, let me say it to you this way. I, I have heard, and I'm saying it's because there's business owners here, uh, I have heard people say that they will work with any company if they're not Christians. 
mean, hear me. I've heard Christians and unbelievers say that, that they refuse to work with any company that's ran by a Christian. And the reason is, is because they're shady. Y'all use that word up here? <laughs> I didn't know if that was from the veil or not. But anyway, so that they are ran by a Christian. Yep, and they know basically the quality of the work is not going to be as good, and they're going to want to rip you off in some way. Just a thought. So trust. Watch this. Trust can, once again, can only be established um, as we love people for who they are, as we place honor and value on them, and, and if we are honest with them. And what will happen is, is that they'll begin to trust uh, us with their hearts. Amen? Are you all okay this morning? So basically this, at the end of the day, people are wanting to know in our actions, are we trustworthy, are we dependable? Are we? That's a great question to ask ourselves. Let me maybe go this, this, this way, and I'll even ask myself in this moment with you, that if I had something that I really needed to share, would I share it with me? And I had confidence that it wouldn't go anywhere else. Would I share it with me, knowing me? Y'all getting quiet. Because at the end of the day, listen, guys, um, trust only happens when people know that they're in a safe place. Right? So watch this. People are going to come to this place. People are here today that they really want to get vulnerable. They really want to get honest. But they only are willing to get vulnerable if they know that they'll still be loved and they won't be rejected. And watch this. This is key. And that they won't be taken advantage of. Okay? So... Really simple, okay, and, we're about, and I'm pretty much done. But the personal application is this. If we are going to see the covenant community that God desires to bring here, if we're going to be able to walk in it and, and, and enjoy it, remember First John, and, and actually walk in the joy of covenant community, then we've got to do those four things. We've got to love people, right? We've got to honor people. We've got to be honest with them. And then we've got to be trustworthy is maybe the best way to say it because people are really needing that. Amen? Amen. So let's close our eyes real quick, and I just want to pray for everybody. Let me just ask, because I kind of want to break, bring us to a point of decision here. I don't like leaving church without having something in us that causes us to make a decision before the Lord. So if you know in your heart, just simply this, God, would you help me to love people well? God, would you help me? to honor people the way you honor them. God, would you help me to be honest the way you desire for me to be honest? And Lord, would you help me to be trustworthy? If you want that in your life, just lift both hands just in a position of receiving. I know that some of this, the way I do things, may be new to you guys, but I just want to bring you to a place where you say, Lord, yeah, that's my heart. Amen. Awesome. So, Father, I just pray for every person in this room this morning. God, we just ask, God, with our hands lifted, God, our heart's desire, God, is to build community, not just in celebration life, but, God, in the, in the community, God, that you've given us in, in, in Camden and Rockport and Rockland and, and uh, Appleton and Union and all the different areas around here, Lord. Father, our heart is to bring, the, to bring Jesus to this region, to bring Jesus to this community. So, Father, we're asking today, God, that you would help us to love people the way you love them. In fact, Lord, we just ask today, God, that you would give us your eyes to see them, give us your ears to hear them, and your heart to feel what they feel. God, help us today to see what you see, to hear what you hear. Father, we pray, God, that you would help us to love them well. Lord, we pray, God, that our lives would just be um, 
just a channel, God, that your love could move through. And, Lord, we also pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would help us to honor people. Lord, help us to stop for a minute and to give honor, even if they're not honorable. Lord, would you help us to be honest, Lord, first of all, with ourselves and being who you've really created us to be. But, Lord, you'd help us to be honest with people, uh, Lord, in love. And, Lord, we also pray, God, that you would help us to be trustworthy, to be dependable people. Father, thank you for whatever, whatever change that you need to make in our hearts. And, you know, guys, in the moment, I'm just kind of believing that the Lord is, is already kind of put in your heart, as we've talked today, things that maybe you need to address in your own prayer time, address maybe in your word time, and just go, Lord, I need you to fix that in me. Lord, I ask God that you would do that. Uh, Lord, we want to be a safe place. Lord, we want to be a safe place for people personally. God, that, that if people come and talk to us, Lord, it doesn't go anywhere else. Um, Lord, that we can actually minister your love to them. And, Lord, we just believe that as we do these things, Father, you will walk through every wall. Father, and we believe that you'll walk over every bridge into people's hearts. And so, Lord, we just honor you with our lives today. God, let it be a, a, literally an act of worship to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we give Jesus a hand clap praise real quick? Before Jen comes and gives one announcement, and we're going to get out of here, um, my uh, my mind just went blank. Here we go. All right. So obviously, last week I asked you guys, um, you, you know, as we talked about the net, if there's something that the Lord impressed upon your heart, uh, something that you're passionate about, something you feel called to do, and obviously that was, uh, you know, for here at the church and it was also outside these four walls. Uh, you know, we ask you to either email me or get in touch with me, and, and a lot of you guys did. And uh, some of you guys got in touch with Vicky based off what Vicky said. And, uh, I, you know, I, I really appreciate it. Um, is that right? Okay, so that's actually this. There's no five. Yeah, I thought that was wrong. So there's no five? Okay, so that's actually, I finally got an email address here from the church. I don't know how to check it yet, but my wife does. And uh, I'm so not techy, so she'll help me out this week. But... Um, for you guys that, um, anyways, everybody that emailed me, I read them, responded to some of you guys. I wanted to talk to a few of you guys that I didn't respond to. I wanted to talk to you in person. Thank you guys for sharing uh, your story, things that you're passionate about. I love hearing that stuff. Uh, remember, part of, our, part of our mission that we know we want to go for here is we want to empower people to become all that God's destined for them to be. And so as we hear those things, we're hoping that we can funnel you, help you, train you, whatever it is, to get you uh, moving in your passion. So if you still haven't gotten in touch with me and you want to get in touch with me, there's uh, an email address. Uh, if you can't email, there's actually a piece of paper in the back where the offering uh, box was at. And if you want to write your name and number, we'll get in touch with you through that. Amen? So um, just going forward, let's do this, okay? I, I've said that the last few weeks, but I'll say it more intentional in this moment. Um, as, we do, as we do life with people, as we do community with people... Um, Go ahead and just kind of prepare. Man, there's people that I want to get to know. Lord, is there anybody in this church that you feel like uh, that I'm supposed to have a greater relationship with than I currently have? And, uh, and if the Lord puts people in your heart, or even if he doesn't, you just want to get to know people. Uh, ask people to go to lunch with you after church. Ask them to come over to your house, watch a ball game, eat, whatever you all do. Ask them, just get together and start forming relationships. Because once again, that goes back to the uh, being intentional about it, right? Amen. So let, let me even let me even say this to you real quick. There, there's a couple right here. I, I was wasn't going to embarrass them today, but here we go. So this is uh, Jacob and Amanda. They're from North Carolina, and um, 
Jacob's in the military there. And, uh, you, you know, years ago, in fact, is it okay if I just, all right. He's going, yeah, she's like, it'll be okay. It, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. So, li- listen, a, a few years ago, uh, these guys' marriage was absolutely in shambles. Correct? Okay. They, they actually, they actually, um, they, when they got married, they weren't saved. They ended up getting saved, but they were just struggling. Am I right with that? They were just struggling. And, and finally, one time, one of them said this, okay, before we call this scene quits, before we divorce, let's give church one more try. And, and they have been in, that was her. She said that. And, uh, and so they did a search in Fayetteville to find, to find a church to attend. Okay. And they've been to churches. And try to find them and all that. And so they have done that search many times, but they never even saw our church. The last time they did that, our church popped up never, number one. And so they came to Covenant Love, and they walked in the back doors, and Jacob cried the entire time. And God wrecked him with his love. And from that point, their marriage, they decided to stay together, and there's a whole lot more details. But, but those guys stuck it out, and that's been how many years? Eight years, okay? It's crazy. Eight years. So... To, to, to literally, but, but to go from, go from, you know, really bad marriage to being great leaders in the church. She actually works at the church now. She has a counseling degree in crisis counseling. Uh, right with that? Does that right? And, and obviously Jacob's in the military. And so here's what's so neat though. During that process, so, so you understand that I know what we're talking about here today. Uh, this guy, I met him originally in the church foyer. Hey, how you doing? With a mutual friend named Alan Nazarchik. Am I right with that? And, hey, Jacob, nice to meet you. I'm Pastor Quentin. And then one day, Jacob called me and said, hey, I want to go to lunch with you. So we went to my joint, Micasitas. Love Mexican food. Went to Micasitas, and, uh, and he began to tell me a story. He got vulnerable. He got honest. He began to do the things that we're talking about. And then, you know, our families begin to walk in that biblical community, that covenant relationship that we're talking about, because we've lived this thing. And, uh, you know, in this part of why they're here today, he was actually in Afghanistan, and and, uh, we were FaceTiming, you know, periodically when he could. And, uh, you know, there's a big time difference there. And I said, hey, man, I'm leaving. And I don't think he liked that too much. And uh, and so he he said, you can't leave until I get back. And, uh, well, I left a week before they got back. And so uh, he decided to come see me. Pretty awesome, huh? And so these are great dear friends of ours. And, and all I'm saying is this. The stuff we talked about today, and they'll tell you, that stuff is real. We've walked it. You know, we've done it. And, and listen, uh, God will do it for you, too. You know, there's, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, I've had with him. Because it's always good as a pastor to be able to get around people and take off the pastor hat and go, man, this is Quentin. Are you following me? And just be able to open your heart up and know it's safe. Because everybody's not safe. Right? So, anyways, hopefully that makes sense. So, so in your own heart, say, God, help us to go there with people. God, we need great friends. We need great family. Amen? Yes? All right. One last announcement, and she'll, she'll dismiss you.